another one day. It's Thursday, December 14, 2023. This is the week in charts. I just want to thank all you guys and girls for attending tonight. This is being broadcast through GoToWebinar, but it's also being simulcast. Simulcast? Can't say that word. Through YouTube. So thanks to everybody here and everybody over at YouTube. All right, what are we talking about? Well, obviously, current market conditions. I'm pretty excited after today's action. Can't wait to talk about that. I know I'm such a nerd. Uh, your questions on trading, your favorite stock and crypto picks, just punch them in one ticker at a time. That way I can see which ones I've covered. And uh, ideally, wait until we get to the live charts. I will do a, a quick, I will do a quick, uh, I will do a quick, uh, I'm going to do a quick update on the TFM 10% system and i want to continue along the lines of that trading and trading and that crypto might be a great way to parlay a small account and they're wonderfully inefficient i'm going to show you a bunch of trades from last week and i'm going to show you a couple that we're still in or i'm still in and that's all going to make a lot more sense and i'm going to tie it all in with how us more seasoned trader traders who have been around for a little while and i'm speaking to you guys too because I know you guys, the, at least the ones that are here through Facebook, and I think we have a wonderful advantage, and I'll, I'll flesh all that out in just a few seconds. Here's all my contact information if you need to reach me. If you want to attend these live, you can go to, go to webinar or check on YouTube. There's a flame screen. As you know, you can lose money trading or all this stuff. up. All predictions are about the future, and a lot of stuff can happen between now and then. All right, let's just hop right into it. Let's do a brief performance-based update. The reason I'd say performance-based is that my technical analysis, for those who don't know me, is very simple. And I believe you should be able to put it on a cocktail napkin, a trading system, that is. You should be able to put it on a cocktail napkin. I literally had cocktail napkins made. I should probably keep a couple on my desk. But with performance-based trading, you're looking for things to go up, and you're looking to buy things that go up and sell things that go down. And sometimes it can almost be that simple. Obviously you want some sort of setup and crypto right now, for instance, you can just buy stuff going up and I'm gonna show you countless examples of that. Well, 15 or 10 in just a couple of seconds. But the TFM 10% system, here's a, I'm not gonna get into the details of it too much because we talked about it so much in the past. And every time I mention it, people say, what are the rules and how do you do this? And ask me a bunch of questions. Here's all the rules right here. You're basically just exiting when you close below the 50 simple weekly moving average and you're 10% or more away from the 50-week closing high. And I'll walk you through that in just one second. That's it. And you can see this last signal was a whipsaw signal. And then we got a buy signal after two weeks of upside landry like meaning the lows are greater than the 50 week simple moving average and you buy on close on a Friday. So all the research was done FYI on a calendar basis. Technically, you could get a, a setup intra week or inner week, but the all the research was done on a calendar basis. So you're in and out on Fridays usually. Well, take that back. You could you you could stop out, get out of the markets on any day other than the Friday, but your entries uh, have to be on, on a calendar basis. All right, so the 50-week closing high is right there. Here's a 50-week simple moving average. That's all we're using for this system. As Jeff, who's here tonight in GoToWebinar, pointed out, 
when you get 5% or more away from that 50 week closing high, it's a bit of a caution zone. And he likes to get out of the way. And he's right about that. You will get a little bit more whipsaw. We did get whipsaw, by the way, on the last signal. But it happens and it's no big deal. You just have to learn how to live with it. And obviously, if you drop more than 10% away from that 50 week closing high, the market is not in good shape. And you want to think seriously about getting out uh, the way. There's no guarantees in trading, but this system has kept you out of every bear market in history. Obviously, you will lose 10% going in, but then after that, your losses will cap at 10% because if the market continues to drop, you're no longer going to lose money. It doesn't mean that you won't get whipsawed now and then. As I preach, stealing a line from Greg Morris, whipsaws are frustrating, bear markets are devastating. You could survive frustration. So a little frustration in that we had a sell signal here several weeks ago and it looked market looked pretty ugly and I I wasn't going to argue with that but now we're making new highs so that's obviously a good thing here's the cues kind of like for an S&G type of thing I I did a a quick look back and it looked like the system worked in the cues fairly well I didn't go all the way back to well the cues don't go all, all the way back there but I went back I went back about 100 years in the S&P 500 and in the queues, I just went back and looked at a few years and said, you know, this 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 looks viable. So we had a signal back in April or late March, I should say. And I bought 100 shares just to see what would happen. And right now, the current sell in that is at 343.53. So it's up about 20 points should the market just crash down, barring overnight gaps, obviously, to stop me out. Now, here's the thing with longer term trend following, and this is why. This is an example why I use a hybrid approach to money management in my own trading, and I'm taking partial profits. When I designed this system, I just wanted to keep the system pure. I didn't put money management into it. You either have a sell signal or a buy signal, and the designer's intent, which is very important. If you're learning somebody else's system, make sure you kind of get in their head, get in their mind space, and understand where they are. And this is basically to help you avoid the diaper change moments that 40 and 50% and sometimes much, much, much more, like 80, what was it, 75% in the NASDAQ in, in, 19, in 2000? So those are the type of moves you want to avoid. And believe it or not, those big, huge drawdowns come, come around every now and then. Now, speaking of drawdowns, when you're in a trend-following system, you're going to have horrible drawdowns and you're going to have pretty bad accuracy. And I look to sort of correct those things or kind of solve for those problems through a hybrid money management system where I'm taking partial profit and hopefully exceptional stock picking. And I'm super selective when it comes to stock picking. And that's a, that's a constant battle though, because there's always a pressure to get a little lax and to maybe just take this setup because eh, it looks okay, but this and but that. Like I often say, when I see somebody in the Facebook group say, I like this stock, but I'm like, stop right there. Stop, you know, watch your butts. When it comes to setups but anyway so current sell would would only net me about 24 points and that would be a pretty big ouch because right now it's 83 points almost 84 points from the buy back here so we'll see how it shakes out i am a discretionary trader so it's going to be tough for me to follow the system mechanically 
I do pay careful attention to it, though. Again, getting back to diners, designers' intent. Tell them getting hungry. Diners' intent. My wife's like, "Can we just go pick up Mexican tonight?" I'm like, "Absolutely." So that's what that's what's on my mind right now. But anyway, so the I will pay careful attention when we drop below this 10% line and below that at a 50 simple moving average. But as far as following the system alongside, this would be my first shot at doing that. So we'll see how it goes. But knock on wood, man, I guess I need a new joke. But knock on wood, so far, so good there. Okay, got a like in Facebook. Thank you. Okay, getting back to the presentation. Let's shift gears and talk about crypto. And one thing I said last time crypto was really on a tear is us old guys rule. And by that, I mean us traders who have had their ass handed to them a few times, who have been through the ringer, who have been through the ups and been through the downs of trading and know that it's a psychological battle. You know you're dealing with the emotions of the market participants. You know you need a pretty serious money management plan. And you also obviously need a methodology. So I wanted to touch upon that a little bit. And I woke up this morning as I was thinking of it, I just made some quick notes and I was gonna outline kind of a summary of mine, money management and methodology. And you know me, when I start doing psychology, I just can't stop myself. And normally I write a little neater than this, but this was just my quick notes this morning. And as far as mine concerned, what I wanted to do is try to sum it down or boil it down, reduce it down as much as I could. And if you could do a lot of the things that I've scribbled down here, I think you're well on your way. So if you've kind of mastered trading psychology, you've never mastered it. It's, it's kind of a moving target, but at least you get to a point where you feel confident in what you're doing and that the market can can really do crazy things and you just have to accept all these things but one of the biggest things that I, that I often say is identify and separate the extraneous what is is okay don't confuse the issue with facts don't try to justify what the market is doing or not doing and one big secret to trading is doing nothing unless there is something to do and in doing nothing you have to resist the fomo fear of missing out and goads and you have to take only the fes setups and i've, I've been writing a lot about this lately, working a lot on this, about slipping into that mediocrity, slipping into the mediocre trades, but conditions aren't great as they have been not great for quite a while, until recently, you find yourself looking at these mediocre setups and like, ah, I haven't taken the setup in a while, maybe I should take this setup, and, and it's a slippery slope to fall in. Be careful not to fall in. So only take the, the F yes setups. Another thing I've been kind of thinking about in the back of my head is like, sell me on your setup okay so if i'm not around by sell me i just mean sell someone on your setup show the setup to someone and say hey this is the setup i'm going to take look how cleanly it trades look how how the trend is accelerating look how it's pulled back to the moving average and i have the setup here here's my entry here's my stop here's my initial profit target i think this is a great trade because and you don't have any buts in what you're saying So make sure you're, again, taking the FPS setups. And what I'm saying is, if you've been trading for a while, you know all these things, but I just want to kind of rehash them. 
Uh, one big problem I kind of have, or sometimes have, uh, not so much with the core methodology because that's been cemented in after 30 years, but if I'm doing something intraday or S&G type trades, maybe I'll like trade not to lose. Like something's kind of like bumping along its low. It's like, well, maybe I could just put in a stop at the low of the day, jump in. If I could stop that, I'll lose 10 cents. Who cares? Well, you got to be careful because of the slippery slope before you know it's like, well, let me give it a little bit more. And then you fall into these patterns of bad behaviors. Whereas if you're going after an F yeah kind of setup, then you're like, okay, well, my stop has to be here. It's well outside of the volatility, the normal volatility of the market. I likely It likely won't get hit. If it does get hit, I know that I have completely failed or, or this position has completely failed and I have to get out. And doing all these things, it, it, it becomes almost automatic over time. And you know when you're doing wrong, the wrong thing. And, and a trader often makes mistakes and knows he's making them. Livermore said that many years ago. I had a client probably 15 years ago emailed me and said, I feel like Paul. I know what to do. I know what not to do, but I do it anyway. And I've done complete presentations just on that. Uh, hold yourself accountable. I have a client. I tell the story over and over again, but uh, he he does incredibly well. He texted me today. He's he's just he can print money when he's when he's on and when he's following his rules and when he's following my stuff and and, and, and things like that. It's, it, the wheels come off the bus every now and then, though, and he starts day trading and and does all this other bad behavior. And I told him, and I know I've said the story a thousand times, so let me just get through it. But I told him before, I said, look. Show your wife my trading service. Tell her that I'm not the grand poobah. I readily admit that. But over time, we're going to catch some really good winners. We're going to have some stinkers here and there. We might lose month, lose money for six or eight months. But if conditions are that bad, we probably won't be doing a whole lot anyway. We'll probably be sitting on our hands. And those losses should, and hopefully should, be minimal during that period and blah, blah, blah. Tell her everything. Show her every trade you make. Tell her why you did the trade. Tell her that you were following the service. Again, not that I'm the grand poobah, but that at least show you have a methodology, a method to your badness, et cetera, et cetera. And he interrupted me and he said, that would end a marriage. So <laughs> he he knows not to tell her because obviously he doesn't want her to know that he's doing all these extraneous things that he shouldn't do. Anyway, so hold yourself accountable. And, and, it, and that's that's a hard part because you don't have to be accountable. You can kind of sweep losses under the rug. Nobody has to know. In any other business, if you screw something up, everybody knows, and everybody knows you did it. That well, that's why you try not to screw things up, at least in life. You want to you want to constantly remind yourself that the market can't actually do anything to you. And the example I often give there is the bear market of cocoa that we had about 10 years ago. And when I'm speaking in person, I'll ask the audience, hey, did was anybody ever stressed out by the bear market in cocoa? Cocoa is kind of a thinly traded futures market. And I don't think I've ever made a dime in it. I've made a lot of money, but lost it all in cocoa. It's a crazy market. And anyway, so far, nobody's raised their hand and nobody's been stressed out because nobody actually was trading that cocoa market. Now, sooner or later, I'm going to bump into a cocoa trader who's been stressed out by it. But the fact that that market did not stress you out, that tells you that markets cannot 
or, or not out to get you or not out to make you feel a certain way. And even if you do feel like the market's out to get you, well, remember, there's two sides to that coin. Let's say you're in a winning trade. Well, guess what? The market is the market out to get the other guy. So it's hard to kind of wrap your head around some of this stuff, but you can't personalize the market. Now, you also have to wrap your head around the fact that the market is made up of a bunch of irrational beings and that everyone is emotional. And from a neurological perspective, again, I'm beating a dead horse with these concepts, but I think after I wrote this this morning, I was thinking that if you can kind of wrap your head around all of this, then I think you're well on your way. But the market is made up of emotional beings just like you and I. We're emotional beings from a neurological standpoint. We cannot make any decision without any emotions involved. Earlier today, I'm like, I got a lot going on. Do I really feel like doing a show tonight? I did that kind of Jackie Mason thing. And I'm like, of course I'm going to do a show. But it's like it's an emotional decision whether or not to do the show or not. It's an emotional decision whether or not to go get Mexican food later. Everything's an emotional decision. And that all boils down to neurology. And as I've said a thousand times before, based on the research of Shaw and Damasio and many others and neuroscientists, there's an actual part of your brain that has to register an emotion in order to make a decision. And again, that's any decision. If you've had injury or illness to that part or those emotional parts of your brain, you cannot make a decision. You'll arrive at a stalemate because one decision does not have an emotional consequence over the other. Again, whole presentations just on that. One thing that I've come across recently, and I probably need to do more, is make affirmations about what you're going to do and then add to that affirmation in return. I think I recently put out an older um, random thoughts on this in a little bit more detail, but it's, we all want to wish for a million dollars next week or whatever, but wish for something a little bit smaller and then do something in return. Like I, I'm going to follow my, I, I want to have a profitable day. Or I want to have a profitable week, a profitable month. And in return, I'm going to only take the best setups. I'm going to use proper money management. I'm going to set alerts to make sure I don't miss any trades. I'm going to set an alarm at 2.30 to do my IPO analysis and so on and so forth. And I'm going to work to get better. So anyway, so that's just the mind. And I wanted to get into money management and the methodology, but I'll do that through the live charts here. Now, getting back to crypto, this was last week's portfolio over here. And here's this week's portfolio. And it seems like on some of these, I've been in them forever, but to my surprise, there was only two that carried over. And then at the last minute, I noticed that one of them, big time, was actually a stop out and I re-entered it and it went up to hit the initial profit target again. So I got knocked out and then I got back in. So I'm still in it, so to speak, but I was out of it for a little, out of it for a little while. So really T is the only one that carried over and BTT in the middle of the week in charts, just to make an example, I took a trade in there. I only had like a hundred bucks left in the account uh, of cash. And so I put a hundred bucks in this thing and I'll show you what happened there in just a minute. So here's the TIA. And you can see the entry was here, the initial profit target. And for these crazy cryptos, 
I'm just using a 20% profit target. As these markets mature, I'll probably have to look at the volatility of the market and adjust accordingly. So in something like a stock right now, let's say it's kind of a thick stock and it doesn't move around a bunch, I might have a 5% profit target, okay? Now, I don't trade those stocks a whole lot, but something more volatile like the LFMD in the portfolio, I think we had a 28% stop on that and a 28% IPT. But anyway, this was a newer one or new to Coinbase and it was just breaking out and I'm just buying stuff that goes up. Now, you can't always just buy stuff that goes up and we'll take a look at TradingView in a minute and we'll sort by relative strength, by percent change and we'll look at what's what's moving. That's how I got into the BTT last week. I think I'm out of money this week though, so we'll see we'll see what's uh, what happens. But sometimes you can just buy the ones that are going up. In this case, it was going up. I am not a breakout trader, but if you're in a market that's going straight up, you could just hop in midstream. It's scary, but if you're taking little small positions in these things, who cares, right? As long as you have the money management in place. And this thing is ran from two bucks and change up to $14, knock on wood. So there's $657 open. And in this particular case, I only had $319 available. And then when I took partial profits, it was at one at 20%, it was $191. And $109 of the position came off. So half the position came off. So that's that money coming back to my account. Um, I did, I think when it was up 100% or so, I did take an extra $25 off. And one thing I've been doing is kind of skimming, so to speak, to Bitcoin, especially on the spikes. And it's kind of my shitcoin to Bitcoin plan. And it's it's a little bit unorthodox. And I tried to do this years ago and it failed miserably. I tried to keep just a tiny bit of money in the native currency, like if I made 200 bucks or whatever, keep 50 bucks in the native currency. And that sort of failed miserably, although I didn't track it properly. Uh, I know I only had about 600 bucks left and I'm, I'm pretty sure I put a lot more into it than that because at one point in time, things are really blowing and going a few years back in the crypto. So I'm kind of experimenting with that again, but instead of keeping it in the shit coin, like keeping it in this TIA, I'm gonna put a little bit into Bitcoin and then eventually I will have to manage that Bitcoin position as it grows. But so far it's only like a thousand or $1,500 from this little experiment. And so we'll see where that goes. Anyway, uh, at $554 total, that's 174% return so far. And hopefully, I know I said hope, but hopefully it'll keep on keeping on, but this one has ran 355%. You guys know what these this uh, coin does, these people do? I have no idea, okay? Don't confuse the issue with facts. Yes, it's all made up. Yes, it's all bullshit. Who cares? If you can make money doing it, then make money doing it, okay? As I said a thousand times, I get emails after emails from this one particular person. Bitcoin 4,000, oh, it's all made up. Bitcoin 10,000, it's all made up, blah, blah, blah. Bitcoin 20,000, it's all made up, 40,000, you know? And then Bitcoin finally corrects. Ah, I told you so. Well, what's he saying now? He's probably same thing. Crypto's BS. Well, whatever. So here's one, another one I should say. 
Entry was there. It's ran 76%. I think that's from last week. I don't think this would, yeah, I didn't have, only had a couple of carryovers and this was not one of them. So if we add it all up, this was only $300 when in his position. And when you see like a really small amount like that, it means that I'm out of, I'm out of money. It was fun for a while when uh, KuCoin had futures trading. And uh, they're in trouble now, I think. Uh, I knew it was too good to last. But when they had futures trading, in a market like this, you could just absolutely print money because you're you're getting in these things, you're flipping them out, and you're leveraging up. And it's a it's a lot, a lot of fun. Anyway, so this, this position's up 174%. Does that sound right? That sounds like a little extreme. I'll have to double check that because let's see, but this is a 76% move to here. So this is 20%. So that might be right. Yeah, yeah, because there's 229 left open. That makes sense. Okay. So you can see here's the trades down here. Oh, it was only 300 bucks. And then when you sell half at that IPT, you put 180 bucks back in your account. Okay. And then you've got 229 in open profits. This is a QI, and you can see there's the trades down there. You can see, I usually like to go in for about a grand on each one of these. And again, don't bet the form in this stuff. And, and I'm just trying to prove that you can make money with a small account. This is, I don't know if this is gonna be my bread and butter longer term. I doubt that it will be because crypto goes through too many cycles too fast. The bread, the real bed, the real money, and the real bread and butter is sitting in those positions longer term. Once you catch a trend, I think we're one of ours. It, it's pretty volatile, but I think one of the one of the ones we're in the portfolio, we're up ninety percent. It's a more sizable position. the The core portfolio is based on a hundred thousand dollar account. Nice round number. This crypto stuff is a great way to get the reps in to feel the emotions of trading to capitalize on the emotions of others, to do your money management, to make sure you remember to put your orders in, something I often forget. One thing I wanna show you here, and let's see if it's in, oh, there it is right there. So sometimes these things will spike like 100% overnight. So what I've been doing, in addition to, at the initial profit target, taking $25 off, kind of skim a little, I kind of call it, I call that my commission, right? And I, I pay that commission to Bitcoin, and like I said, it's now it's like a thousand dollars, eleven hundred. Figured exactly how much in Bitcoin from this skimming, and I'm going to see how far I can take that. But the other thing I thought about is a lot of times I'll wake up and I'll see a hundred percent move, and then it's back to break even overnight. So I said, you know what? If I'm up a hundred percent in a position, why not take a little bit off, not a ton, just twenty-five bucks here and there, and put it over to Bitcoin and kind of skim a little bit more. And again, eventually. If it becomes a sizable position, then I'm going to have to manage that like I would anything else. And maybe I'll put in a trailing stop and, and go from there. But for now, I'm just going to skim off and see if this mining experiment works. Uh, last one failed miserably. All the stuff was left in altcoins and shitcoins. And most of those went to zero. And a lot of the ones that I'm in tonight will probably eventually go to zero. So what? You can have a lot of fun along the way. So the entry was here, initial profit target was here. There's a there's a $25 mine. That's what I was talking about. So at 100%, $25 more comes out. So in this one position, 50 bucks went over to Bitcoin. 
So 736 went in, 434 came back when you sold half at 20%. And then when I checked a little while ago, there was $625 remaining in this position, okay? So if you if this 170%, it might be a little fuzzy math, but basically the investment would be half of this amount and this is what it's worth. And that's where the 170% comes from. Overall, if you look at the position in its entirety with the mark to market, what's gone in and what's come out, you are, your returns are $383, which is a 52% return, much better than the poke in the eye. There's the trades down here. And see, look, got in at 18, what's 18 times? Well, 32. Now, let me rewind a second. This, was this one put on, is this BTT? No, this is QI. In this particular case, I wanted to, to flip out just a small amount, okay, as an experiment at 36, okay? But you can see that I sold it at 32, and I think what happens is I sold it on the way down because I forgot to put an order in. That is one thing about crypto. It is a lot to keep up with. It can be a bit of a time suck, but if you if you're diligent and you don't let your ADD kick in like I do, you could go through the pairs, you could set all your orders up, you could and then as things start hitting profit targets and all, then you could keep looking for new pairs and roll it into them. And you don't have to spend hours doing this, but it does take some time throughout the day. Now, I went in and grabbed the INJ trade, and I wanted to show you, I don't always make money on this, okay? I don't want to make it look like it's this easy, although lately it has been. So here's a case where this INJ, I lost 60 bucks on the trade, and then that was on the 9th of December. So four days later, or three days later, I come back, it's set up again, and I say, you know what? It's worth a shot. So $1,000 goes back in. And then at the IPT, half of that comes off or thereabouts. So here's the trade. There's the entry right there. And there's 565 open. So if you do a little math on that, that's a 13% return in a couple of days. That's better than poking the eye. And overall, though, the 565 from the, it's about 100% return on the mark to market, which isn't bad. Here's the BTT. Last week it was going up in the webinar, and I said, hey, let's buy some of this for SGs because it's going up. Okay. And I'm going to walk you through the live charts in one second to show you what I'm doing. And then it was worth 77. So I put a whopping $114 because that's all I had left in the account when I saw this during the week of charts. And it wasn't a perfect setup, but I wanted to kind of make an example that you could just buy stuff that's going up. And I figured it'd be a great way to do a live trade. So half of that, 68 bucks, woohoo, coming back in my account. $77 open profit, you add all that up. $31 and a 27% return. And obviously the return here is much bigger. That's like a 70% return because you would divide this by two, actually 100% return or so. Now, the reason I did this low SG trade is twofold. One, 
because that's all the money I had at the time. And, and what I could have done and what I do sometimes is I'll look through all of my positions, even if they're not stopped out. A little bit different than the core methodology. Core methodology, you stick with it through thick and thin until you stopped out. When you're trading a relative strength market that's going straight up and the one, the pair you're in, if it's not going straight up, then flip it out and find one that is, okay? The only problem there is a lot of times you'll you'll be in one, it comes back in a little bit, you'll see another one looks pretty good, and then that prior one will take off without you. You have to accept that. Trading is a trading is acceptance, okay? Trading like life is making decisions and living with them. Making decisions is easy. Making decisions is easy. Living with them is not. So make sure you're making better decisions in your trades, good decisions. So once again, here's 100%. And I don't know if I put an order at 100% or not. I, I might have. And this one, so it did rally up to 100%, which I think is a good number to take a little bit more off. Now, I want to show you. Here's one that hit the IPT and came right back in. Now, a bit of a shame trade because I didn't bail out when it dropped below that entry point. So remember, and I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but when you enter a trade and you hit the initial profit target, your stop comes up to break even. That way, barring overnight gaps, you have a free roll, you have a potential for a big home run like that TIA, and I don't know, I keep forgetting how much it's up, it's up but uh, several hundred percent. And that's the that's the ultimate goal. The, the ultimate goal is not to make a little stop out, make a little stop out, make a little stop out. And if that's all you did, that actually would not work longer term because sooner or later you're gonna get whacked pretty hard. You need that occasional huge winner to pay for it all, trust me. Now, truth be told, I am a little lenient on that IP on the stopping out after the IPT, and I will let them correct a little bit into the entry, which should be my stop. I should have a hard stop in place. And usually, once they correct into my entry, like this one did, I'll put in a hard stop. And I think I might have a hard stop in one of them. Here's the Algo. This one rallied up and. This is kind of like shame or shame question mark. This one kind of did dip below my entry. Technically, I should have gotten out on that, but a lot of times I'll just see what happens. And you do, it does take discipline. You do eventually have to get out of the way should it continue to implode. Now, if conditions weren't as fantastic as they are right now in crypto, then I would be a little bit more diligent and making sure that stop is in there that hard stop so here's the whoop here's a dot you see the entry was here i just it was just breaking out to all-time highs okay or well multi-year highs i guess in this case and then the ipt is up here and you can see it did hit the ipt it did come back and kiss that entry again and let's see what happened here this is the imx i believe let's see if i got the chart on that one I mean the trades. I don't know the trades, but we'll take a look at the the actual charts in one second. But you can see it took off, hit that IPT. And technically, I know I took. I've been very disciplined about putting my limit order in right after I place a trade, except last week in the weekend charts. I 
I forget when I put it in. I came back a couple hours later or whatever, put it in because I was ready to go home. <laughs> but anyway, you can see another one here. I just bought it because it was going up. Hit the IPT. So far, so good. Now, here's one that's a live trade that has not hit it yet, but it's kind of like you can do it. And it did it did rally up, got fairly close, but then came back in. I was watching this one thinking that I was take a little early, but it wasn't quite enough to make taking profits worthwhile. If you're 80, 90% there, then by all means. But if you're only halfway there, it's not enough. Here's another one. You could do it. You can see that I bought it just because it was going up. Okay. Now, once crypto settles down, then you want to revert back to something like the core methodology. So this is this is 1999 trading. This is the type of trading we did back in 1999. We just bought stuff that goes up, that was going up. And the example I often give is the one client that twice, because it, uh, I don't know when the second period was, but I guarantee you one of it was probably in the 90s, where late 90s, where he would just stay in the top relative strength stocks all day long on the Landry list, which is my my list of setups for the day. And he would just, he wouldn't care which one he was in. He would just stay at the top two or three and he would flip in and out of them all day. And he's he made a substantial amount of money doing that twice. Enough for down payments on properties. Okay, so that's it for the crypto. Let's go to the live charts and let me check in with my YouTube brethren to see if they are, if they have any questions or comments. So let's, pop over to let's see if we can get the crypto up here and then we'll do okay and just give me one second to there's a comedian somewhere let me get my screen shared and there let's check this move this here okay looks like we're doing okay all right fantastic Okay, so okay, is everybody seeing the BTT? So again, this was the one from last week we did live during the webinar. This ABT right here, you see how it's orange? This is one where I think I showed this one a second ago. It hit the IPT, it came back in, and now I have a hard stop in to knock me out of this. So I could end up at a scratch or worse on this trade. So that's where you, you do have to be on your toes because this stuff moves really, really fast. That's TIA, we talked about that one earlier. So all the ones are in green, I'm free rolling on in that orange one too. But so far so good. And again, we're just buying things that are going straight up. It doesn't work as well. For me to show you this during these webinars because the webinars are right around the time they flip the the prices oh let's take a look at that auction let's see what we got nope still not there yet so you can't really take profits at 29 when you're looking for 31 and change and then it's fet you can see it's selling off a little bit in here but as a general statement it's it's still doing okay so it's kind of like i'm kind of collecting these coins so to speak and it's not that I want to have all these in here. These are just all the ones I have that haven't stopped out. The ultimate goal, obviously, would be to be in stuff like Tia. Unfortunately, this was a small position, but it's it's 
turned into an okay position now. But again, you don't have to bet the form to learn how to trade with the stuff. And I think that's the beauty of it. I think you can learn how to trade any market, okay? And then that knowledge transfers over to other markets. So if we sort by the strongest, you can see auction is up here. And this is one that I'm long, okay? This MC, this one's hard to find, but I've been watch I've been watching this one in agony go up for a long time, as you can see. So basically, you want to go through here. That one looks okay, and you can see that I had prior trades in this one, but that one looks pretty good because it's it's closing in on these brand new highs. It's high on the relative strength list, so that'd be one that would be one I would consider. And the other thing too is you want to you want to buy the ones that are at the top of their candle, and you want to avoid like this XRT. Notice these big long tails in here. So this one that would suggest that it's 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 thin. You could also look at the time and sales on these to see how thick they are. And again, this doesn't work as well because it just flipped over, and these are two percent moves just for tonight, just for the last uh, thirty minutes or so. Let's just see if we find something interesting. So again, you look to buy the strongest at the top of the range. Now, don't look to buy the strongest if they're all going down, okay? See, here's one that I traded before, you can see. But this, this looks interesting, and see, I would buy this back. If this thing keeps going higher, I would actually buy it at, at brand new highs okay that actually looks pretty good so i'm going to put a little flag on that one take a look at that one later that one looks pretty good i think it's kind of a crazy let's see what's that? oops oopsies wrong button okay where's the flag on this oh i know what's happening i've got a little um what do you call these things a string deck where you just push buttons to flag things and look at charts and stuff. It's pretty cool. I've got another one on my other computer I use for video editing. Anyway, you get the idea. This isn't a perfect setup, but once the bloom is off the rose, you might be looking to trade something like a Landry Light pullback, wait for the pullback to the moving average. If you do order trading, maybe this RS type of trading might not be the best thing to do, but if you're putting in $100 a trade, and I'm saying $100 without a stop, $100 investment, and then use money management on top of that, you're going to get your reps in fairly quickly. All right, any questions on crypto? Let's take a look at Bitcoin real quick, and then we'll see like this one might pull back and set up. So we might, if once the market settles down or when the market settles down, we go back to the core methodology. All right, here's Bitcoin. You can see Bitcoin has been on a tear. Look at the Landry light in, in this thing. It's huge. It's been going on forever. In fact, let's take a look at it real quick in stock charts. And then if you guys want to ask about individual stocks, feel free to do so now. So let's take a look at Bitcoin and we'll throw Landry Light in. So Landry Light is just, uh, we'll take a look at the piece while we're here. Landry Light is just lows greater than the moving average. In this case, I'm using a 30 exponentials one of my favorite moving averages i know you want to party with me 
And once you get a few days to a few weeks of Landry light, that's when the market begins, might be beginning to trend. You can see right here, you had one, two, three, four days of Landry light to the upside, and then it came all the way back in, okay? Then you had one day, came back in, one day, came back in, one day to the downside. Aha, maybe the market's in trouble. Two days to the downside, three, four, five, six. Okay, this market does not look healthy. Came back to the moving average, rolls over again. Now you have upside Landry light. If you back the chart out quite a bit, you can see green is good, red is bad, green is good. And we take a look at a weekly chart, and then we'll get back to Bitcoin here. But let's take a look at a weekly chart, as I often say. Upside Landry light is really good. Look at this run from the pandemic. Look how much green you had, okay? This iffy market we had since the pandemic, this bear market here. Look at all the red you had, and now we're back to green, and then we're green once again. And according to the spiders, it has us at all-time highs. That doesn't make sense. Why are we at all-time highs in the spiders? That should, that's, that's wrong, right? Maybe the spiders are, yeah. Well, wow, peas are, peas are pretty close. Spiders are at all-time highs. Spiders might reinvest in dividends or something, right? So look at this. I'm just realizing this. I knew we were getting close to highs, but I didn't measure it tonight. And we're almost to all-time highs in the S&P 500. If you'd have told me that three or four weeks ago, I'd have thought you were crazy. All right, before I forget, let's take a look at Bitcoin real quick with the Landry light. Okay, this is the weekly. Bitcoin's pretty choppy. Oops, let's get this back. Why is it not coming up? Hey, let me start over. All right, if you guys want to ask about individual stocks while I navigate this, because I'm getting ready to pop over to uh, the stock market. All right, let's try it one more time. Then we'll give up. Come on, little fella, you can do it. There you go. All right, so this is Bitcoin on a daily basis. We've had 60 days of upside Landry light. And what is this little what is this little bar right here? Anybody know what that is? <laughs> Free beer on me. That is a TKO. So technically, if you wanted to buy Bitcoin, I would buy it at 44.072 and stop out down here below this bar at, uh, let's say, 40,000. And right now, the moving average would probably be a good place to stop out. Moving average is almost there. So Bitcoin doing really well. Let's just take a look at the dollar while we're in this package and see what happens there. So the dollar, it really broke down today, and that's going to help out Bitcoin and commodities because it's going to take more and more dollars to buy those commodities. The Bitcoin itself is a commodity, believe it or not. But you can see the dollar was doing really well for a long time. You had lots and lots, lots of land here, light, and now it has begun to break down. And while we're here, just real quick, let's take a look at the bow ties with proper order. And you can see we are now in downtrend proper order with the bow ties. Green is good, red is bad, yellow is somewhere in between, usually choppy, okay? All right, so we're going to switch gears and go to stocks. 
I am hungry. I wish I wouldn't have said Mexican food. All right, here we go. All right, oh, there's the Q's. Q's have been doing pretty good in here, although they stalled out a little today. Q's are right at these all-time highs. So that's obviously a good thing. Let's take a look at the P's. We just looked at the P's. Like I just said, P's are like nearly there, right? A couple of percent away from all-time highs. We looked at the dollar. Let's take a look at bond real quick. So here's the good news. If you're concerned about interest rates, interest rates have dropped off significantly. Bonds up, rates down. We had a pretty good run in here, 20-something percent from lows. So that's a great thing. Bonds are running into overhead supply, though. So anybody who bought bonds in this level here or at these levels here, okay, is thinking about possibly getting out. Once we get through that, I would feel a heck of a lot better if we get through that. So GBTC, which represents Bitcoin, sort of, or should represent Bitcoin. Uh, this is the this one has the potential to become the first ETF. And I think that would help Bitcoin. The only thing that scares me a little bit with all these derivatives, before you know it, you end up with more and more paper Bitcoin. And you, you get... Anytime you get humans involved, there's always a chance for some sort of malfeasance. Is that the right word? Some sort of uh, <laughs> nefarious type of action. But looking pretty good. And I think once it becomes an ETF, it should really help Bitcoin. But don't confuse the issue with facts. Take a look at the Rusty. Wow, I would not have believed it if you'd have told me a few weeks ago this thing is going straight up. I'm not complaining. I love to see this thing go up. Now it has to deal with another level of overhead supply, but let's just see if it can keep on keeping on. That's a really good thing. Regional banks have been on fire as of late. This is good because as you know, we had this debacle back here where the banks were all going under. Not anymore, at least for now. Energy is one of the few areas out there that's really not looking so hot, although today notwithstanding, we had a pretty good day. I'm not super bearish on them just because they're so choppy and I'm not finding a lot of setups. And as I've been saying at nauseam, you've got a lot of support down here. So I would hold off shorting the energies for now. But if they keep headed higher, if they could make all-time highs, then maybe we'll go back to thinking about being long. Metals and mining probably buoyed a little bit by the dollar being so darn weak as pushing higher. Non-durables hit all-time highs. Hit all-time highs? No, hit multi-year highs came back in let's take a look banks as you would imagine are doing pretty good have they have a lot of overhead supply to deal with but so far so good there financials kind of look like the peas kind of going straight up in here not too far from all-time highs drugs have come back with a vengeance now whether or not they can keep this rally remains to be seen because as i preach when the market comes all the way back to its prior highs after selling off hard like this, it's hard for it to mount a new leg on top of no leg, at least without a little consolidation. So the S&P, I'll just throw the spiders up, they did kind of walk off the overbought condition a little bit, although they still were overbought even though they went sideways in here. So this is pretty impressive that the S&P has continued to go higher even though they're super overbought. And that's why we can't find any setups because the methodology requires a pullback. Well, take a look at like, let's take a look at like M and C, okay? You're not finding, I'm not finding any home builders to buy because home builders are going straight up. Look at that. If you'd have told me a few weeks ago 
that the home builders were going to go straight up and make all time highs, I would have looked at you like you pooed your pants. <laughs> Transports have been on a tear as of late. They're kind of choppy and wide and loose, but straight up lately, look at that, 2% today. That's a big move for the transports. Software is correcting a little bit, but it's just off of these all-time highs. So far, so good there. Semiconductors, take a look at the SMH, take a look at the Meteor General groups. The SMH has been outperforming the Meteor General, but they're both looking pretty good now. All-time highs, okay? Who's going to argue with that? As a trend following moron, I can't argue with that. Let's take a look at gold, the commodity. Gold, the commodity doing okay in here. A little wide, loose, and choppy as gold can be. Maybe if we break out to new highs here, we might start seeing some setups fairly soon. Silver, though, not so much, although I am seeing a couple of silver stocks here and there that look okay. But silver itself is just kind of wide and loose and sideways. Gold is obviously outperforming silver. If you have time, put in GLD colon SLV into stock charts, and it'll give you a ratio chart, and it'll show you which one's outperforming the other one. You do the same thing with Bitcoin or anything else, and that's kind of a a fun thing to do. I know you want to party with me. <laughs> and I can throw those charts in next week's uh, service, next week's service, next week's show, if there's something that uh, you're interested in. Okay, individual stocks. All I have is one so far. And I'll check. Um, yeah, Keith says bottle rocket. Yeah, and here's the thing too. First thing that jumps out at me is you've got all this fluff back here to deal with. So this stock's going to have a hard time getting through all this. And if the HV went back more than 50 days, this number would be tremendous. This is the 50-day HV. Uh, bottle rocket, yeah, a bottle rocket, if a stock goes up like 800%, in this case, four or 500% over a short period of time, they tend to come right back in. The bottle rocket is like, it's like it's going to be something great, you know, pop, you know, not very exciting. But yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I would not trade this, especially because it's longer-term action back here. Now, if this was a more gradual trend, then yeah, but it, it's kind of like just the opposite you would think. You want to trade something strong, but in a case like this, when they shoot higher, four or 500%, whatever the case may be, they tend to come back in. I call those bottle rockets super dangerous to trade. Now, if every stock was a bottle rocket, like right now, every crypto pair is a bottle rocket, then that's fine. That's what the whole market's doing, but not every stock isn't going up 800% or 500% or whatever right now. All right, let me check uh, my YouTube brethren and see what we are. I need to come up with a better system for this. Any more uh, stock picks while we wait? Uh, let's see. Well, I don't know how to get back to YouTube. Let's see. Then I'll lose it. Oh, there it is. Talk about yourselves. All right, let me just stop sharing for a second. All right. Yeah, thanks for your patience while I work through these things. Here we go. All right, no questions to YouTube? All right. Well, obviously, I want to thank all you guys and girls for attending tonight. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. Anything I answered, David, Dave, Landry, 
Facebook.com. To everybody that's in go to webinar, I think everybody here tonight is also in Facebook. So I'll see you tomorrow on Facebook. Everybody else, have a fantastic weekend and hope to see you again next week. Thank you so much. You're welcome.